There's power in the name of There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble At the sound of that name Jesus Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Interfold of the Anacazo Assembly Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Interfold is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anacazo Assembly Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Right. Shako Baroness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. When barrenness is taken away, Fruitfulness is always the result. Hallelujah. Therefore, our war and our battle is with Mount Barrenness. Hallelujah. Is that also? But see, how many of you know that some of the huge mountains are made up of other, like a series of mountains? Uh-huh. Like the mountain that surrounds Jerusalem. A series of mountains. Okay. So the first mountain that we had to deal with in order for us to experience fruitfulness was agar barrenness. Which is barrenness related to your inability to produce souls. Due to the fact that you don't have a regular, intentional, consistent department, system, industry that produces souls. Hallelujah. And so we realize that the answer to that type of barrenness is industrialization. The secret of industrialization. How many of you are going to build industries? Amen. Hallelujah. The secret of industrialization. You have to industrialize your church. You have to turn your church into a soul-winning church. An intentional, consistent, eh, regular, soul-winning church. So every pastor when you go, this is something, you see, I keep telling people who come for this conference that it is not a theoretical conference. That is why I teach the way I teach. I'm trying to show you what to do. What to do. It's not just to speak above your heads and speak nice words. No. But what, what is the problem and how can it be dealt with? Because it's true that when you make an altar call, Nobody comes for it. And the reason why nobody comes for it is because there are, are no sinners. Sinners on their own don't come to church. Dr. Cho says sinners are afraid to go to church. 
Yes. Hallelujah. Then we realize that there is another major mountain that we need to fight and remove so that we'll become fruitful. And that is Mount Shakur. Mount Shakur. Shakur means to miscarry, to abort, to abort, to be deprived of your children. Look at Leviticus 26, 22 again. Leviticus 26, 22. I will also send wild beasts among you which shall rob you of your children. So, you have your children, but you are being robbed of the children. Eh? And destroy your cattle. What, what, what is the result of that? And make you few in number. So you become few in number as a result of suffering from shakur barrenness. Everybody say shakur barrenness. Shakur barrenness. Amen. That's a Hebrew word. So Shakur barrenness comes about when you don't have the ability to retain the souls that God is giving to you through your different types of evangelistic activities. So this time around, you are bringing souls, but you are not able to retain them. You are just like a fisherman who has sent his boat into the deep sea and is fishing with his net, but his net has large holes in them. So he throws the net and closes fish, but as he pulls, the fishes just escape through the holes. Amen. That is why every church must have three different types of ministries. This is just a little jar. Number one is Peter's ministry. When Jesus met Peter, Peter was fishing. Was fishing. With his net. You must have in your church a fishing ministry with net. With net. That is, you must organize your church in such a way that evangelism is done always on a large scale to bring in many people at the same time. That is Peter's ministry. Then you must also have James and John's ministry. When Jesus met James and John in Matthew chapter 4, 
they were with their father mending their net. So you must have in your church a department, a system that mends the net that you are using to catch the fish. Follow-up ministry. Visitation ministry. Pastoral care. You see, they are, they are mending because the sheep are trying to escape through the broken, the broken net. And these ministries are mending. They are mending. And through their mending, the, 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 the sheep are kept. And then the tight type of ministry you must have is the poor ministry. Poor ministry. Paul was a tent maker. Paul was a tent maker. He was sitting under his tent. The Paul ministry is the teaching ministry. The teaching and the preaching ministry. After the sheep has been brought in, they must be taught well. Amen. Are you getting that? They must be taught well. You must preach to them well. I told you yesterday that there are three reasons why, top three reasons why people will come to your church. Number one, your charisma. Number two, the friendships and the relationships that they will discover and build in your church. And number three, all right, your ability to preach, your ability to feed them with the word of God. And I told you that the most important reason why they will stay in the church is your ability to preach to them. So they, they say, Pastor, I, I like your sermon. I like your preaching. People come back. They come back because of the preaching. Yeah. Bishop Depot says, when the Lord called him, he gave him three keys to build a church, a large church. He said, number one, grow the grass. Grow the grass and let the grass be fresh all the time. The sheep will eat and they will always come back. That is the word. That is the word. That is the word. That is the word. The word. And you realize that he's a very good teacher of the word. Very, very good teacher of the word. And he said, prayer and spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. Hmm? So your ability to teach, that is the Paul type of ministry. So you need the Peter ministry to bring in. The Peter ministry is the big net that you are throwing in the communities to pull the sheep in their hundreds and thousands into the church. The James and John ministry is mending 
the net that you are using, you have to mend it so that the, the sheep don't escape. And then the poor ministry is sitting under the tent. They bring the sheep under the tent. Then you sit there and then you teach them and build them up. Hallelujah. Now, how do we overcome shakor barrenness? We said, number one, we must build a retention, a, re, a retaining industry. The principle of retention evangelism. Retention evangelism. What is the use of outreach if you cannot retain the people? What is the use? You are wasting your time. You are wasting your energy. You are becoming frustrated. Eh? So you need not only to bring in new people all the time, but make sure that you are retaining them. And we went through the principles of retention evangelism. We realized that like the world population, that was not growing because diseases were wiping out the human race in its hundreds of thousands and millions. Once antibiotics and other medicines were discovered and introduced and used for treatment and therefore those diseases were overcome, the population started shooting up. In the same way, in the church, your sheep are also under attack. Some of the attacks are demonic. I mean, sometimes, you know, out of the blue, about 10 people leave your church. They say they're offended. They're offended. Several years ago, in this church, when I was here, the beginning of the year, I went to wait upon the Lord. And on one of the days, I had a vision. In the vision, I was standing at the edge of some bushes. And the Lord said, look down. And I looked down, and there, right there at my feet, without my knowledge, as I was standing comfortably, was a huge snake. Huge. And the Lord said, this year, Satan is going to fight you. Yes. So, I knew what the year was. This was January. Towards the end of that month, a whole family, very committed, devoted, instrumental in the church, just left. They just left. And when I heard the reason why they were not happy, the pastor said, let's go and visit. I said, you can do that, but it will not help. I know where the problem is coming from. I know, because the Lord has showed me that this year, this is what we are going to do. Yeah. They were out for about maybe two months. Two or three months. And I was praying. 
dealing with the issue in the realm of the spirit. One time I was there when I got a call. Can we come and see you? I said, you can. So they came. So they said, we don't even understand why we did what we did. We are coming back. They all came back. But I see, it was a spiritual attack. So some of the things, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, the diseases, because the germs, they cause all different types of problems. <laughs> yeah. So there are things that are trying to deprive you of your children. Do you understand it? And you must fight. You must fight to keep everybody. The mind of a pastor is to keep everybody. We must be like Jesus. He said, of all that you give to me, John 6, 39, John 17, 12, John 18, 9, I lost none. You must fight. You must have the spirit of David. In 1 Kings chapter 17, you see, look, look at me. If you don't respect and value the few sheep that God has given to you, he will not give you a lot. God is watching you. Today you have 20 members. What are you doing with them? Do you care for them? Many years ago, the Lord told me, I do not want you to treat the sheep as statistics. Treat them as sheep that you love. Yeah. Because you are saying that this Sunday, 500 people came to church. But who are these 500 people who came? Who are they? You don't know them. You don't know their problems. All that you are interested in is that they came. And they will come. But God wants you to love them. God wants you to love them. So when David was sent by his father to the battlefield, in 1 Kings 17, the Bible said that he looked for a keeper. And he gave his few sheep, not many. Later on, his brother Eliab used his few sheep to insult him. He said, with whom did you leave those few sheep? <laughs> Don't worry, people are despising you today. Deep down in your heart, there's a scripture that, that you must carry deep down in your heart. Job chapter 8 and verse 7 is your prophetic destiny. That though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Receive that blessing. May you live to see that in your ministry in the name of Jesus. And I declare and I prophesy to you that that will be your story. That will be your story. That will be your story. Yes. Yeah. 
Don't worry. Nobody called you. God called you. I said, nobody called you. God called you. Yes. Amen. And God will show you mercy. The ministry is not a race. Once God is with you and you are being faithful, I get what I'm saying. You are being faithful. That's what matters. Make sure that you are faithful and you are working hard. And do what you must do. The increase comes from the law. Yeah. Yeah. With whom? Huh? With whom did you leave those few sheep? Those few sheep. But you see, look at um, at in Second Samuel seven. All right, verse five. Go and tell my servant David. That said the Lord, shall thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but I have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build? Why build ye not me an house of cedar? Verse 8. Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thou said a lot of hosts, I took thee from the sheepcote, from following the sheep, to be a ruler over my people, over Israel. The same God that gave David a few sheep was the same God that promoted him until he became the ruler of all Israel. As you look after the few sheep that God has given to you, the little church, it is that little church that God is going to bless until it flourishes into a huge ministry. Don't joke of it. Don't joke of it. Yeah. For about 10 years plus, Bishop Dad did not go anywhere. He was here at this cathedral. He was here. Some of you, you have turned yourself into an itinerant minister. It's too early. It's too early. 172 members. And so you don't stay in your church. One pastor told me, he said, come and help me. Show me what I should do. I want my church to grow. Then I asked him, do you stay in the church? He said, that's the problem. The previous year, the previous year, I went out, he preached in about 200 different places. Yeah. 
there's a principle called hiding and flourishing. That is one of the strategies of snakes. Many of us here, we have snakes in our houses. Oh, they are there. No, they are there. Yeah. And some of, some of the places, they are plenty. You will never see them. They, white. They don't eat a lot. He swallows one frog for six months. He's just there. Hide and flourish. Bishop Dag was here. He said, you need, you need to focus on the ministry. You need to spend time on it. Your energy on it. You need to build the structures. Build the people. Build the members. He was here having camp meetings. Training us. Sending us around. Cape Coast, Lake Gone, Kumase. Sundays after church, you will be sitting down here. Meeting after meeting for about 10 years plus. Stop running around. You have made yourself a convention speaker. Do you get it? Yeah. Look after the few sheep that God has given to you. Look after them well. Care for them. Pray for them. Visit them. Spend your energy. Training them. Feeding them. Yes, that's how to build a church. Made yourself a man of God. Be focused on what God has asked you to do. Be focused on it. The key of concentration. Many of you, you don't care for the church that God has given to you. You don't care for the church. And some pastors are more of presidents and prime ministers than pastors. You have 34 members. 12 of them are your bodyguards. Four of them carry your iPad. Three of them are blocking people from speaking. Look, you have 34 members. Who is coming to you that you are blocking? Who is coming to you that you are blocking? Are you Archbishop Lucas Duncan Williams? Are you the Archbishop? When we are going to preach, six of them are standing here. Six are here. Look, 34 members. Who is coming to attack you? Who is coming to attack you? Let's be serious. Somebody say, let's be serious. You can't open your car door. Two of them are standing by your car. Send them to go and win souls. Send them to be praying for you. Send them to go and build cells. Yes. Send them to go and visit the ship. This is why the church is not working. But thank God that he has brought us to teaching hospital. 
How many of you are the teaching hospital is working? It's working. Yeah. Yeah. We are living here as mega church pastors. A year by this time, your story will be different. I said, a year by this time, your story will be different. That church is growing. I see great growth. Receive great growth. Receive increase. Receive multiplication. Receive abundance. I see your church exploding. I see your church exploding. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Receive this prophetic word. May you see it. May you see it. May you see it in your life, in your ministry, in your life, in your ministry. Never give God peace. And never give yourself peace until this prophecy has come to pass. Amen. So, we have to have industries that retain the sheep. We have to follow up the sheep. 